You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, welcome to episode 34 of the Leading Off Podcast. As always, I'm Matt Braun, joined here by Carlson. And, uh, well, not a lot has happened still. Sports have been played, uh, except for Gatlow hitting three-run bombs off of Jacob deGrom, I believe. Uh, stuff like that. Oh, can happen. gosh. Wait, could you expand upon this? My memory is a bit fuzzy. Do you know what yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. You, you just brought up our two stream that had maybe one viewer in it, just out of context. Very cool. Just because I decided to challenge wait, wait, Joey wait, wait. Gallo Context with the fastball. Could you give that would make you look good in this situation? Um, n- none. But I was hoping you wouldn't bring anything up. I was hoping you'd just let me talk here. But whatever. Oh, are you kidding <laughs> I'm bad. Me? Like... I'm horrible at the show, and Matt is not. All right. So yeah, what happened was we were playing the show. Cooper hit me up. He's like, "Hey, you want to play some show?" That's a really I can't why did I make that slang like that? That was really you strange. To play some hey, show. hey yo dog, you try to play some show? That's the cool kids are saying nowadays, right? Uh, oh boy. Anyways, like you wanna play the show. So we did play, I believe, three games of Diamond Dynasty, one game of like the regular standard teams, and I won all four. And it was well, it was fun on my end. I, I will say that I, I it was fun, yeah. If you like losing. <laughs> It was fun. although it took you a while to realize you were on the wrong hitting setting, so that right. kind of sucked for you. Now everything is I'm like doing moments on DD now, and it's going somewhat better. Except I'm really bad at moving the yellow thing, and then also hitting it without it being days late. So I'm getting there. The the yellow thing known as the PCI. <laughs> but yeah, to to give you like context on how lady was, I was playing as Greg Maddox, noted <laughs> not fastball fast guy. And, uh, yeah, he was late on my heater, so that'll... Yeah. It, it is what it is, you know? I mean, I, I have no defense. I the, It was hilarious. My favorite part, even though it was embarrassing, was when Joey Gallo comes up to bat and you say, you're not going to walk him. I say, no, I got this. And you say, well, it looks like it's 6-0 and you hit a three-run bomb. That was hilarious. Literally, the, see, the thing is, and you, you can say it like that and it's still hilarious, but the context of it, like, the comedic timing worked out perfectly. Because, right. like you said, there were two guys on. It was 3 nothing. Like, Joey Gallo come up. And he also had already intentionally walked him twice before this <laughs> because he respected Gallo, as you should. Uh, but then he's like, no, I'm going to go for it. I'm like, well, this is a 6 nothing game. Instant first pitch, gone. Uh, like, whatever that uh, no-doubter animation was I got. Right. And it was just, oh, it was just wonderful. I had no clue this was what we were going to be talking about immediately. immediately. Matt did not tell me at all. So I was totally unprepared to be cyberbullied over podcasts today, <laughs> but here we are. Do you get cyberbullied if you're getting paid for it? Is that? Um, I mean, 
I, I, it, the definition would still fit, right? I, I guess, but it kind of eases the pain, doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah, well, de- I mean, definitely. If I was doing this for free, of course, and Matt started going <laughs> off on me, I'd hang up and quit Twitter and never talk to anyone again, because that's how I am. <laughs> that's how, you know, if anyone says anything bad about you over the internet, you instantly just give up. That's how the internet They works. either pay me or I give up. <laughs> pay me or I'm leaving. <laughs> well, anyway. Yes, it's, it's, it's a good, it works. <laughs> There's... There's not a whole lot to talk about this week, unfortunately, uh, but we'll make our best attempt. Uh, the one thing that did actually happen is there was an agreement made between the teams and the players for MLB. We're talking about that. We'll be talking about uh, Cooper inflating his ego because he believes he cyberbullied Trevor Bauer into making a video about Max Kepler. Uh, we'll be talking about our all-time favorite teams. Note that last uh, week we talked about our all-time teams, just who are the best players. This is who are our favorite players. Much different thing entirely. Uh, <laughs> We'll be talking about Cooper's idea that he had a little back a little while back, this a few days ago, our, like a fantasy draft five-player lock kind of deal. So basically, like, uh, if there's a fantasy draft, kind of imagine an expansion style, and you had only five keepers, so five guys you can only lock in and keep safe, uh, who would they be? Uh, which is an interesting question. This also includes minor leaguers, so this can make it a bit more interesting. How much do you weigh, like, Alex Kirilov and Royce Lewis versus, like, an actual MLB player, like, say... Uh, I don't know, Eddie Rosario. That'll be an interesting question. We're going to... We have agreed to postpone predictions, considering there's nothing to really predict on our end as far as sports go. So unfortunately, that segment's going to die almost as quickly as it came up. (laughs) The coronavirus has postponed our predictions, so... Yeah, the the predictions have been postponed due to the coronavirus. Who would (laughs) have thought such a thing could happen? And then we'll do fan questions, and the whole thing will be over. So fun stuff. Yeah, it's going to be... It should be good 30 to 45 minutes here of solid baseball talk it's all you want start off the week if anything this has forced us to be like as efficient as possible right we're just getting better here yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess so i guess so but uh i guess before they can do that have you done anything new uh thanks to the quarantine have you taken up anything i i saw because we're friends on playstation now that you were playing Fortnite, and i was very disappointed in you no 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 Okay, all I play on my uh, PS4 is um, MLB and NBA 2K. Because, I, you know, why not? My brother plays all the other games that you will ever see on there. We share uh-huh. the same PSN, and he plays it much more often than I do. But, yeah, I'm, he's, yeah, so not my fault there. I was not play Fortnite. I bully him when he does, in fact. <laughs> okay, that's good. Because I was about to be very disappointed in you if I saw you were actually playing Fortnite in the year 2020. No, no doubt. Of course, that's... I mean, that just would be stupid of me. I can't even believe you thought that. It's crazy. I, I, I've caught you doing worse things, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, that sounds really weird out of context. <laughs> I don't know what you could possibly even be talking about, but we're just going to leave that there. Look, I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point, right. so yeah, it's just... <laughs> Let's just go on with that. Anyways, so some actual thing that happened. There was an agreement that uh, came up between the teams and the players. Of course, the MLBPA. uh, Sort of like, going forward, what's going to happen? Because this is a very up-in-the-air situation uh, regarding, you know, is the season going to play? When are they going to play? What are the outlines and guidelines for that? So some of the quick uh, 
main points that came out, the first of which is that no matter what happens, if they never play a game this season, if they play one game, if they only play, you know, whatever, uh, it will count for a year of service time, no matter what. So uh, I guess some of the players, so I guess Trevor Bauer would be a free agent. JT Real Mudeir would be a free agent. Mookie Betts, unfortunately for the Dodgers, would be a free agent. So no matter what, Jake, all of those guys. Twins, Oda Rizzi, Marwin, uh, Avila, Clippard, uh, Romo. Cruz, yeah, that's a big one. So yeah, there are some big names for the Twins that could be affected here too. Yeah, as far as the Twins go, I, I've been kind of thinking about it, and I really do feel like uh, Cruz especially is probably the the most wild cardish player as far as that goes, uh, considering his age, considering that at this age most people still aren't playing. So to <laughs> you know have an entire year off and to, you know, more questions remain. Do you re-sign him still? Uh, knowing that, granted, two years ago he did hit, but I mean, a year that goes by when you're 26, you know, that's whenever, but a year that goes by when you're already 40, well, that's a different thing entirely. Maybe a year off for a 40 year old would be kind of helpful, though, you know? Maybe help him just heal overall, and he stays in better shape than anyone in the world. I, I think he's got more in him. Not Look, more, it, like. Everyone's always in the best shape stuff. of their career, okay? Okay, Nelson, I, he, no, no one else in the world is comparable to what Nelson Cruz is doing. So we shouldn't even question it at this point. Just let it, let him do what he does. I See, but people are saying that about Tom Brady, and then he just sucked last year. So father, uh, is, father This time. isn't a football podcast, but if Tom Brady what? had anyone comparable, com, com, if, yeah, any, if he had any good weapons, good weapons there, <laughs> I, I'll figure it out. What was I trying to say? Comparable? No, like capable. If you had anyone capable oh. that could catch the ball on this team, he would have been a good quarterback. He'll be good this year on the Bucks, but this is not a football podcast. So, okay. Well, my point was more so <laughs> that Father Time is undefeated. He is a million and oh, like no one has ever outplayed Father Time. Julio Franco tried. Pete Rose tried, but all of them failed eventually. Nolan Ryan's arm basically fell off. Like. No one can go forever, and I'm just, I just get kind of worried about that. I, I think I do bring him back, but am I going to oh, pay okay. him the, the 10 to $12 million that he was set to make this year? I don't think I do. I would. I'd give him 8 to, eight to 12 that range. I mean, he just had an OPS, like, nearly over 1,000. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it was, but sure, he's old, but he's also still producing, like, the peak of his career. I don't know. He's, he's almost as old as my dad. Well, yeah, but the th the thing with him is he's old, but he's still performing really good. And until he doesn't perform, like a you know one of the best players of this generation, you have two generations. <laughs> then, I mean, you got to keep going with him because he's one of the best in baseball at what he does. I I just I just think about the fact that you know most declines it feels like aren't very like subtle in the slightest. It's you know, you could say that, but then he comes back next year and his OPS is just 300 points lower. Like, that's a that's well, a then, big red flag. Then you're paying $8 million for one year for a guy that, you know, he's not very good, but he's $8 million, like, so what? And he's helping all the young guys to know and all the others. So, I mean, it goes more than just what he does in the batter's box, too. It's a great contract that, we're, that we have Cruz here. Oh, right now, certainly. It's just, oh, man... Eight mil for a sunk cost. I don't, I don't know if I can do that. I would do it without hesitation. 
Well, I, I can't believe it. We've actually disagreed on something. It's pretty this good. Is, it's kind of refreshing, actually. I kind of like it. I, I don't even know what to do now. Like, <laughs> usually we just move on. I kind of feel like like we're going to move on, but I'm going to feel annoyed. I'm like, man, you really disagreed with me. Right, we, can, we can go back to that, yeah. But it's, I mean, we're just going to keep hitting the same points here, just you saying he will fall off and me saying I don't think he will fall off. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's all just speculation on our part. It's like we, can't, we right. don't know until he actually goes out there and hits. And yeah. when that when that will be, I mean, no one knows in this four point, years. So. Yeah. 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 In eight years, when this thing's finally all wrapped up. Cruz is fifty three years old. Will he produce this year? Yeah. When when Nelson Cruz the fifth is on the Twins, you know. And <laughs> Rocco oh, Baldelli is still thirty five, and you know, <laughs> right. all that fun stuff. But um, uh, are there any other players on the Twins you think this greatly affects? I imagine kind of Jake Odorizzi. Odorizzi, interesting. Want to expand well, I mean, on that? Yeah, well, for me, he's, he's on a one-year deal, obviously, and this sucks for him, too, because he was in line, at least, to be one of the if, top two or three um, most paid starters in this free agent class coming up. And I mean, he probably still will be, but it probably won't be enough when he's coming off a year, if they don't play baseball, of course. But And it sucks for the Twins and Odorizzi, because he's currently your second-best starter, you know. And um, they probably won't re-sign him because he'll be making a ton of money. Yeah, see, I I kind of think this might actually be good for Odorizzi in a way because okay, I think good be good for Odorizzi, but bad for the Twins. That makes sense. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, uh, mainly because Odorizzi had a bit of a weird off season. Obviously, he got franchise tagged, which kind of limits mm-hmm. what he can do. And he's, you know, he, he even said himself, he looked back last year, he saw what happened to Dallas Keuchel, he saw what happened to Craig Kimball, and he's like, I don't want to be sitting on my couch in June and July and just kind of, like, waiting this thing out because that sucks. Uh, and so, you know, he, he got the franchise tag offer, and he's signed. Am I saying, franchise tag? Is that NFL? Making... Yeah, that's NFL. It's um... Shit, what was it? Qualifying I don't, I don't, offer. Yeah, why it? don't we know what, gosh, baseball like, oh. podcast we're doing here. Okay. It's... <laughs> In practice, I didn't know it like either, which is <laughs> right. They are. It's funny. No, I know, I know what it is. They're very similar thing. They're working. Right. We know what we're talking about. We, we know, know what we're call. talking about. But anyways, <laughs> he got. Uh, you know, he got qualifying offer, and so he's just like, I don't want to be in that situation. And he's, I'll be making what like seventeen million for a year. That's a pretty damn good deal. I'm going to sign that. Now, the free agent market actually turned out to be a lot more fruitful than I think he believed it was going to be. Uh, because we saw multi-year deers for a lot of players around kind of his skill set, so I'm thinking uh, if the uh, you know if the market's similar to what it is, you know you kind of look at the other names that are available. You're gonna have like Trevor Bauer and James Paxton and Robbie Ray, but that's not a whole lot of like big name firepower. Those are all guys more or less in the same vicinity of him. So I think he's still gonna be like a top three-ish free agent arm. Uh, and his most recent season will still be one of his best. So that's all teams can look at and point at and be like, well, he was really good. He missed a year, but so did everyone else. I, I think we got to give this guy a shot for probably over $100 million. Yeah, I think now that I do think about it a little bit more, he's making around $18, 19000000 million this year. If the full season is played, I think it's prorated now. But, you know, he's, that's solid for one year, the um, qualifying offer. And if you would have entered the free agent class with guys like Garrett Cole, Strasburg, Zach Wheeler, I don't think he would have made as much as he will next year when he's amongst guys like, like you said, Paxton, Ray, and uh, Bauer, just because he's more at the top of that class. 
Mm-hmm. Which was kind of what I was thinking. I, right. It, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought up those names because I actually like, kind of even blanked on who was a free agent this last oh. <laughs> uh, offseason. But yeah, I mean, you just look down the list. What, what would he probably be the fifth or sixth? Right. So he he was ranked from... below Bumgarner and Ryu, which, you know, probably wasn't true, but that's where they were put, he was put. I'm, might disagree with that Bumgarner rating, but you're right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really? noted, noted, not Madison Bumgarner fans <laughs> of the podcast. So you know, that's just how it goes. Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting for Odorizzi. I also kind of wonder with some of the older type of relievers like Romo and Clippard how it plays out for them. Uh, again, I think this really, really affects the older guys, especially uh, considering just how uh, focused. MLB teams are these days on that aging curve. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just one year makes a lot of difference in the potential for uh, the ability to make money for some of these guys. So I guess we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, it's not like either of them are making 10 to 15. It's currently like 2 million for each. So, yeah, yeah that if they can just swing those deals again, that'd be nice. But after a year mm-hmm. off, it'll be tough because they're not exactly young. We're yeah. talking like the season's not going to be played. We don't know that for sure, but, you know. Well, I, I'm, still, I'm still quite pessimistic on that outcome, mm. unfortunately. But, uh, <laughs> well, let's let's avoid that. So right. I guess there's that. The next like big agreement that was going to come out of this was that the uh, the draft was going to get reduced to five rounds, which I I'm gonna be honest, I do not understand why that's a thing. Yeah, it's I don't either. We. I mean, I don't know how much we can get into that because, you know, <laughs> I don't know too much about it. But you're right. It is strange. And I've heard most people don't like it. So it is odd. Yeah, I just I just keep thinking about it. I'm like, well, from like, I guess an owner's perspective, that's less money they have to hand out. But that's what maybe like five million in like bonuses, if even are are they that cheap? The answer is probably yes to that question, honestly. Unfortunately, yeah, the pirate Yeah, position. Right, yeah, I mean, the answer is yes there. It's just, you know, it's more money they get to keep, so <laughs> they're doing what they can. I guess, but it's like, is that worth the potential talent drop-off? Because, I mean, granted, like, uh, the I've, I've well been on the record. I believe the MLB draft is, like, almost a complete crapshoot, and for the <laughs> most part it is. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, what was Mitch Garver, like a 12th round pick? He was a late round pick. You know, there are a yeah. lot of guys who eventually make to the majors who perform well, and they were late round picks. Freaking Mike Piazza was like a 180th round pick that was just taken on a whim, and he turned out to be one of the best catchers of all time. And it's like, <laughs> are we going to d- deny that opportunity to high school and fringe college players for to save like the smallest amount of money ever? That doesn't make sense to me. Of course, I mean, nothing owners do, uh, rare, I mean, it rarely makes sense, but it's all to, for the money, of course. I mean, us, you know, thinking we wouldn't do that because it seems stupid, but they're saving money, so this seems easy. We could be totally a little off on this, of course, but this is just what I think it is. Well, I've been I've been kind of gathering what other writers have okay, seen yeah. kind of saying, and they've all been also pro, like, wait, what the hell? Why yeah. is this a that's what I thought too. So, yeah, I've been kind of jumping on with that. I guess the the last big point in my eyes, which kind of went unsaid, um, but you know they actually wanted to write it down, is basically nothing is gonna happen as far as playing games until like uh, there's government uh, the government restrictions on groups and uh, the the ability to meet in large quantities is lifted. 
And once that happens, then they're kind of kick stuff into gear. And they will start out with like a spring training type of deal. Obviously, they're not going to throw guys directly into the mix, straight into the fire. But we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, it's going to be incredibly by ear. If this ha- if this ends up being with, you know, World Series in November, that might happen. Yeah, it sounds like if it this does if we end up getting a season, I mean, it'll definitely go in in November because it'll be starting in June or July and. I like the idea of playing at a neutral site more than, you know, negative two in target field. You know, everyone, if twins play in New York, we all go to Miami. So that'd be fine. I, I like that idea. I'm not opposed to it. See, at the same time, though, if they play in negative two in Minnesota and Jake Odorizzi's pitching, any fly ball hit is just going to die immediately. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> well, Aaron Judge crushed that one 300 feet. And, and a rise pop. catches it at second base. Yeah. And that's a pop-up for the last out. Uh, right. One ball has left the infield. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it'll go. So there's that. Uh, I'd suggest reading more about it because there's nothing our, you know, and nothing we can add as far as intelligence goes. Um, anyways, so you... I can't believe you actually put this in. I don't want to talk about this. So Trevor Bauer, you should know him. He's a very big social media presence, and he's kind of been more active on his YouTube channel recently. I've actually watched some of his videos where he like went to a Cubs game and like recorded himself, uh, and then also, oh, yeah. of course, like the the wiffle ball game and whatnot, all that fun stuff he's done. Um, but he's also been doing kind of a breakdown type of series where he, you know, pitch by pitch breaks down like an at bat or something. So he's broke he broke down when he tipped his pitches to I think it was Matt Beatty of the Dodgers, which was hilarious. And then he broke down uh, when he was playing Mookie Betts and just got destroyed because Mookie Betts is really good. And then the newest thing that's going to happen, I believe it comes out Monday, which is the day this will be posted, is that he's going to break down uh, his at-bats against noted father Max Kepler, who, of course, <laughs> took him deep uh, about 100 times in a row. And I'm, I'm very excited for that. Yes, me too. And you can probably thank me for this all happening because I oh. tweeted out <laughs> – I'm sorry, this is – no, go ahead. go ahead. <laughs> I tweeted out Trevor Bauer when he sees Max Kepler in the on-deck circle. And it was a video of a guy saying, oh, my God. And it was laugh-out-loud comedy. So I think Trevor Bauer obviously saw that video and went, you know what? Fine, I'll make a video about Max Kepler. And so now here we are. I, I think I think I did this. I'm I'm very glad you explained the presence of that video. Because uh, it definitely needed, you know, the joke is always funnier when you explain it, as as people have always said. Yeah, well, y- yeah, they've always said if you need to explain a joke, that makes it a lot funnier anyway. So that's what I mm-hmm. tend to do, and uh, I'm really hoping he includes my tweet as the intro to his video. I think that'd be a nice little touch. So <laughs> oh my I think he'll go ahead I, and do that. If that actually happens, you know, I'm never going to hear the end of that. I... <laughs> oh my god, I I hope it doesn't. Oh man, that'd be hilarious. I hope I that make my that make my month, my year. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. All right, it's yeah, well, that's all like, I have all right. for that. Yeah, that's that's kind of the peak of my existence right now. Yeah, I think I'd retire from Twitter. That's really all I got on this Bauer story here. I just wanted to let everyone know that I started this. Yeah. Okay. Not the hundreds of other people who have bullied Trevor Bauer over the. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, it's, what yeah, you're right. It's probably not true at all, but <laughs> it's, whatever. It's just a rite of passage. Everyone's got to do it at some point. They're like, hey, remember <laughs> right. that time 
Max Kepler literally couldn't stop hitting home runs off you? I mean, even Fox Sports North played the game the other day, so. Oh. Did you watch it? No. Did you watch? Well, obviously you didn't watch it. I don't get Fox Sports North. Oh. (laughs) My bad. Well, I could watch it. Is you know I could watch it through MLB.tv, and uh, I have an abundance of free time, so that might be a thing I do. But who knows? Anyways, we're gonna transition here to our next part. We're gonna be talking about our all-time favorite teams. Do that weird fantasy draft five-player lock thing. I have no convenient or like nice name for that, unfortunately. So hopefully we think of a better. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll do fan questions. We'll be be at the end, but uh, we're gonna take a little break. We're going to have some ads play, and when we come back, we'll be talking about our all-time favorite teams. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And we're back talking about our all-time favorite teams. Of course, last week we did all-time best teams with uh, AJ, the Semis favorite teams. Completely different thing. Not even close to being the same thing. It's not even the same ballpark. So We don't even have an AJ this time. We're just waiting. Yeah, we don't. We actually, yeah, we got rid of that guy. We, we hate that guy so much. We just cannot stand right. him. That, so that is why just we us. get rid of him. We were yeah, going to make him a regular here, but nope. Not after last week's well, disaster. Yeah, that disaster. That train wreck. I can't believe that even got recorded and shown <laughs> to public. Oh, man. Well, oh, that's good fun. thing we just lied about everything there. Because it wasn't bad. <laughs> well, it's, it's fun when you're actually homies with the people that you can make jokes right, about. Right, of course. Because it's like, yeah. yeah if we did that with, like, it. Brandon, it would have been weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't really do it with him. He's like, wait, what the hell? It's, <laughs> Just kidding. It's, yeah, no, he was good. good. Yeah, and he was actually good with us. I'm like AJ here. But anyway, let's get to this. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, we're just not going to stop there. Anyways, we're going to do <laughs> position by position, I believe. Do you want to start? you want me to start? Uh, I can start. Basically, right. what I did is just guys who I, I – just guys that – were like the first that I enjoyed watching at their position. They're not my favorite anymore. They were just like the first memorable one at that position. So starting and people listening will probably feel old starting at catcher, Jonathan Lucroy. <laughs> wow. I don't know why I just like remember really liking him a while ago. So I'm sticking with him as catcher, Jonathan Lucroy. You know, there wasn't many it, catchers that I liked to be fair. You, you know, you're young when you have to say, I remember, this guy playing when I was young and he's still playing. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm gonna okay, one, two, three, four, five, seven, seven of my uh, guys are still playing, so yeah, I, I'm gonna say for mine, a lot of my guys are still playing as well, just because nice. I, I mean, the same thing. I was brought up in kind of the same thing where it's just like, oh, you know, what I remember and what I've let, latched on to, a lot of these guys are fairly recent, so uh. Now, an important distinction here on our list is you chose, you specifically went out and out of your way to choose not Twins yes. players. And I'm definitely going to have a lot of Twins players. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that up front. Yeah, that's cool. Anyways, at catcher, unsurprisingly, I have Joe Maurer. Uh, I don't know. He was just, I just loved watching him. I don't, do I need to defend that choice? I don't think I do. No, I'd rank him first probably, but I wanted to go all out, not Twins. So, yeah, I'll, yeah pretty much. I respect it. 
Yeah, so first base, I'll go with someone who was probably more fun than most to watch in his prime and has just fallen off a cliff. Miguel Cabrera, I love, just great time watching him play, and now it's kind of, he's just out there, getting, maybe he'll get a single this game, hopefully. But yeah, I loved him when he was getting the triple crowns and such. You just, tro- you just chose a Detroit Tiger? Yeah, I have a, a few division rivals in here, actually, I think. Oh my god. <laughs> so there's fun to watch. I don't, it's whatever. People like, everyone likes Francisco Lindor. I didn't put him in here, though. Oh, I guess that's fair. All right. Maybe it was fun to watch. I, I don't, again, I don't know why I'm using past tense. He's still here. Like, well, he's not exactly fun to watch anymore. He's, yeah, he messes around and stuff out there, which is always cool and fun, but because he has fun on the field. So, hey, he hit two home runs off Garrett Cole in a spring training game. You know, that, that's got to count. Yeah. Anyways, at first base, I got another twin. I got Justin Morneau. I, yep. Same thing. I, you know, I just watched him. I have his autograph. You know, I watched him a lot. I, Once again, he would also rank first for me if I was doing twins. Okay, yeah. We're very much <laughs> on the same plane here, but who do you got at second? Uh, yeah, second base is interesting. Jason Kipnis. I loved his batting stance. The the bat behind him, holding it back, I adopted that as a Little League baseball player. Everyone thought I was <laughs> stupid because I was betting like Jason Kipnis, but yep, <laughs> that's who I have here. I, wow, I was not expecting that. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was out of left field. But yeah. At second base for me, I have Dustin Pedroia. Uh, I oh. played second when I when I used to play baseball, and I love Pedroia because I'm also short, and he was short, and he won an MVP while being short. So I'm like, I like that guy, and he didn't cheat. I'm like that cheating bastard Jose Altuve. So Dustin Pedroia, <laughs> still cool. Yeah. So funny enough, at top. I didn't have a favorite shortstop, so I put another second baseman. You'll never guess who it is. His name's Dustin Pedroia. <laughs> Wait, you can't put Dustin Pedroia at shortstop? What? Uh, yes, I can. He can He can play there. Trust me. He's, he's, Has he ever he can played do it. there? Doesn't matter. I didn't like any of the shortstops, and I really like Dustin Pedroia. Also, actually, um, my, one of my favorite shortstops was Starlin Castro, but then he got into a huge mess with, like, just bad stuff. So I've decided to not include him and put Justin Pedroia at shortstop. Again, one of my favorite shortstop was Starlin Castro, man who's still playing, by the way. Right. right. Can he get like 3,000 hits in his career? No one will have any idea. He, I mean, he might, honestly. It's going to be the weirdest <laughs> thing. You're going to, like, someday down the road in like eight years, we're going to wake up and be like, Starlin Castro's 2,500 hits. Who allowed this? Right. Yeah. It's interesting. He debuted at like 19. All right, so for the record, uh, I looked this up because I had to. Dustin Pedroia has played 41 innings at shortstop. There we go. MLB put there. The minimum for this game is 40 innings at the position. So, I, uh... I can't. I knew you were going to do that. I... Anyways, <laughs> I, I'm buying time just because my shortstop's really dumb, but I, I'm going to have to explain it. So my shortstop is Brendan Ryan. Now, you might not know who Brendan Ryan is. Brendan Ryan. Brendan Ryan. Ryan. Seattle, right? Seattle, yes. Now, yep. you have to keep in mind, I was raised in Washington. I watched a lot, mm-hmm. lot of Mariners. And Brendan Ryan could not hit to save his life, for the record. Right. However, he was an incredible fielder, and I loved watching him field. And because of that, you gain weird, like, attachments. No, to I get it. Kind yeah. of suck. But it's like, it's, it's, you can't explain it, can you? No, right. I, no, I totally get where you're coming from. Brendan, I, I remember Brendan Ryan for the same reasons, like, because I in Little League, I was awful at hitting, but I could field 
pretty well. So I would see these guys like Pedro Florimon and uh, Brendan Ryan. Oh, what are you saying there? All right. Well, I'm glad you can relate. Yeah. So, yeah, at third base, I got um, Evan Longoria. I just like watching him. I watched his two-home run game against the Yankees where they came back from down 7-0 the other day. That was fun. But, yeah, Longoria oh. was my favorite third baseman. Yeah, that was the last game 2011, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, that was fun stuff. And, yeah, I mean, anytime the Yankees lose, it's just great. But, uh, third base for me, very similar for the Mariners connection. I have Adrian Beltre. I mean, who, who doesn't oh, that's like a good one. Beltre? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's a, that's a definitely a good pick. I would have had him probably top three or five there. It's definitely. Just, just so likable. Yeah. So, all right. Should we move on to left field then? I guess so. Do we want to do one outfield spot at a time or all three? Uh, Let's do one at a time. All right. I put my guy Andrew McCutcheon in left field. One of my favorite players to watch. He's still hanging around doing well. He's cool on Twitter now, so that's fun. And he, <laughs> you know, won an MVP back then. He still hits well. He's has fun out there, and I like Andrew McCutcheon. That's my guy. I, I like it. I my most recent McCutcheon memory was in when he was with the Phillies, and they were wearing like throwback uniforms, and he was just in the dugout with like popped open collar and like chains and all that, and he had he had a, a cup. Yeah, like a styrofoam cup, and I'm like, for the life of me, I need to know what's in that cup. <laughs> I, I absolutely need to know. That's awesome. But yeah, it was it was great. I love McCutcheon as well. I love Field. This is like ultra, ultra recent, but I just love him so much. I can't not put him on here. It's going to be Juan Soto. I just, oh, yeah. Oh God, he's just so much fun to watch. Like, when, like yeah. the, dude, the dude hit oppo tanks off of Garrett Cole, and then he takes walks like no one's business. Like... And he's he's my age. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even really consider putting like recent guys like that on here. But if I did, he'd definitely be someone I consider. He's man. He's like Louisa Rice times three. It's so I love it. Yeah, he's like if Louisa Rice had power, which is frightening, and was even more like cocky in the batter's box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um, center field. This guy was a twin at one point, but he's. A fan favorite all around. You probably know I'm talking about Tory Hunter. I mean, how could I think everyone likes Tory Hunter, as far as I know? And yeah, I'm putting him in center field because he was just one of my favorite players growing up. So there we go. And I can't believe you chose another Detroit Tiger. I'm ashamed. Detroit Tiger, Los Angeles Angel, mind you. People forget. Uh, was that all the teams he played for? I think so. Then he came back to the Twins. Yeah, then he came back, had like a okay season. They almost made the playoffs, and then you know, yeah, that was, that was a weird year. That was such a weird year. That was uh, the Matt Belisle year. No, I don't think it was the Matt Belisle year, was it? Twenty fifteen, yeah, because they traded Kinsler. No, trust but, me on this. That, no, that wasn't. That was no Matt. They had Matt Belisle. He serious? pitched in a playoff game for them. I remember. I'm thinking of seventeen. Okay, my bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, 2015, they almost made it. 2016 was just the worst thing ever. And then, yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, okay, my bad. 2015 okay. was the Tyler Duffy only good year as a starting pitcher year. Oh, wow, that's a, that's <laughs> a real throwback right there. That was also Sano Ricky year, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a, yeah, a weirdly interesting year. Anyways, uh, my favorite center fielder. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Uh, ben Revere. <laughs> because <laughs> no, I... 
when he was like in his prime as a twin, I had no clue what advanced stats were. So I saw like a 300 <laughs> batting average and I knew he was fast. So I'm like, this guy must be good. This <laughs> literally, yeah, same thing. You remember the catch backwards against the wall, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. He jumps oh, you remember, back you remember facing the home plate. in the third? Yes, summer, yeah, he's mm-hmm. going for the inside the parker. He's, mm-hmm. Didn't he? Or didn't he do the, like, almost the same thing coming home for an inside the parker, I think? Or maybe that, I don't know. That, no, that was someone else, I think. But yeah, Ben Revere, just an outstanding player to watch until, you know, I remember he was gone. I was like, what? Why? He's so good. But yeah. <laughs> well, and then in interesting. Return, I, in return, I believe they got Trevor May, so I guess that wasn't too bad. Oh, really? Jeez. He was that. They huh. got. One of the, I know they traded both Span and May. Well, not Span and May. Span and Revere. In return, they got Meyer and May. Now, Alex Meyer was terrible, but Trevor May's still around, so I guess that shows you something. Yeah, I guess you're right. Meyer was interesting. But I don't, yeah. know, I can't, I don't want to remember these things, but I do. <laughs> right field. This is absolutely just stupidest reason. So I really enjoy doing a franchise on MLB The Show, and the first ever player I traded for on franchise in, like, 2011, in my first ever franchise mode, Johnny Damon is my right fielder. Whoa. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite player is Johnny Damon in right field. Johnny, I I wasn't even expecting that. Wow. <laughs> of course you were. No one would expect that. That's he hit so like out- 300 for me, man, in like 2011 or something. I don't remember the year. All right, all right. I can I can respect it. I guess <laughs> he's a good player. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, my my favorite right fielder is, and I know this is make me sound like ultra recent, but I don't even care. Uh, it's definitely got to be Max Kepler. I love Kepler so much, mainly because I fought for, you know, he he was kind of weird. He was kind of like, okay, for like three years. But I kept telling my dad every day, I'm like, dad, this guy, Max oh, Kepler, yeah. he's really good. Trust me, he's really good. And he always hated on me. He's like, you can't hit. He's terrible. And I'm like, he's better than Eddie Rosario. And my dad almost slapped me. Uh, uh-huh. I, I, should, I should preface this with saying my dad never hits me. He would never do such a thing. <laughs> However, he, I, that was like one of the only times I legitimately annoyed him where he's like, dude, you're so full of shit. And then last year happened and I was like, ha! Cold Good. Yeah. If I was to do twins, yeah, Max Kepler would easily take right field. Morneau would take first. Maurer would take catcher. But yeah, Max Kepler. I've more than adopted the Max Kepler fandom on Twitter. He's one of my guys now. So <laughs> I agree with you completely there. I think he's got to be, like, top three fan favorite. It's probably Buxton, Burrios, and Kepler. So, yeah, uh, I'd say so. Did you Romo, do the... like, hanging out. I did, just because I wanted to include another hitter. All right, I have, um, I have a sneaking feeling we have the same player, but uh, you want to go ahead? I highly doubt it. Just so you... I have All Robinson right. Cano, a designated Ooh. hitter. <laughs> oh, okay. maybe because Mariner connection, but I doubt it. But, yeah, he just fun. I mean... Yankees, he killed the Twins, but I don't know. I just enjoyed watching him at second base. He's smooth. He's got an excellent swing, one of the best in baseball. And yeah, I don't know. Fun to watch. I I liked Robinson Cano just because all of his home runs, I swear, never went higher than like thirty. <laughs> like right. they were just they were always just lasers. I'm just like, man. Yeah, I hope he does well in the Mets. That'd be fun to watch. Yeah, but yeah. Once he got popped for PEDs, I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. Like oh that well. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Still do. Well, at DH, I have the man, the myth, the legend, Jim Tomey. Oh, jeez, yeah. And yeah, enough, enough said there. Are you kidding me? It's 2010 season. Like, good lord. Yeah, I didn't just, I didn't go with just regular DH. I just went with best 
or favorite player that I couldn't put in my lineup. So yeah, because I have three second basemen. You can tell I played there when I was a child. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, and his second base playing shortstop. <laughs> All right, whatever. I guess we're gonna roll with that. Um, yeah. So moving on to the pitching side, um, I've got starting pitcher Cliff Lee. I just really liked watching him. And he is off the Hall of Fame ballot after one year, but uh, that sucks. But I don't know. I enjoyed watching Cliff Lee, so I'm putting him there. I have to. I fully respect that decision. I was yeah? a big fan of Cliff Lee. Nice. Fun fact, he did, when he pitched for the Mariners, I believe it was 20, 2012, I think it was. But anyways, he pitched there for an entire first half. An entire first half, mind you. This was like 86 innings. He walked six batters. It was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen in my life. Nice. Yeah, it's almost because it. Phil Hughes, twenty fourteen. I don't know if that's the right year, but let's go with it. Uh, no, I believe that was the year. Yeah. I yeah, think I so. think so too. But <laughs> yeah, I, no, Lee, Lee was great. Uh, I kind of, I know I'm cheating because we're only supposed to do one starting pitcher. I couldn't choose that's between fine. these two. But okay, thank you. So my first is Felix Hernandez. Oh you yeah, know, of course. Enough said. As someone who grew up in Washington, you watch Felix play. I mean, he was just. There were three constants in life. There were death taxes and Felix Hernandez. It was just every every five days you'd go out there, pitch seven innings, give up one run, and then take the no decision or the loss. And it was just like this was written in stone as it should be. And that was true for years and years. Unfortunately, he's fallen off. It's very sad. But, uh, I mean, I love Felix. I loved watching him pitch. And then I could not decide between him and my other guy. Ironic, you chose Cliff Lee. I chose Roy Halladay. Mm, uh, yep. Much for the same reason. Just loved watching him pitch. You know, his no-no, his perfect game. Uh, and of course, him and Cliff Lee were on the same Phillies rotation for a few years. So, interesting. Yeah, and um, so yeah, we'll move on to relief pitchers. Mine, I have absolutely no reasoning for it. It's just the first reliever I can remember from back in heck '09. He even pitched in game 163 for the Detroit Tigers. Fu Tay Ni, gotta love it. It's my reliever. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yes, I promise you. I have remembered him my whole life. You're memeing me right now. You need to I stop this. No, I swear on my life, Futaini has been in my memory my entire life. Well, since I started watching baseball. I don't I don't buy this for a second. I don't care. I promise you he's been there. Because I, I don't know why. I think I played with him in the show or something, and it just stuck with me. But, yeah, I remember seeing him the other day in Game 163 and going, oh, my God, it's him. I can't believe you didn't choose Koji Uehara. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a last week reliever. Oh, okay, you're done with him. All right, I see. Right. Well, anyway, so for my reliever, uh, again, this is, like, ultra recent, but I don't even care. It's got to be Taylor Rogers. I just love Ooh. I just love Taylor Rogers. He's, like, like a warm, comforting blanket. Like, when he comes in the game, I'm just like, ah, everything is fine. Like, yeah, and then, yeah, Taylor Rogers is definitely fun. If I was to pick a Twins reliever, I'd probably go with it's between Duffy or May, actually. Probably May. Really? More so than Rodgers? Yeah, I mean, I like Rodgers. Just, I, I don't know. May's more fun to me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Taylor always does seem a, a bit robotic, so I guess I could yeah. complain with I mean, that. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot, of course, but yeah. if I was to pick, I'd pick May. Well, that's, I guess that's why I call him the Terminator. Shout out, if you get that <laughs> reference, you're an old school the listener if you, if you understand that Oh, reference. yes, yes. <laughs> There's zero, I guarantee, that get that reference. I, well, I, I know for a fact you almost didn't even get that reference, so... Yes! It took me a second. Like, uh, that's good. Whoops. I like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
fun stuff. But moving on, we'll do our fantasy. Man, I really we should have thought of a better name. I, for here, I'll, I can describe it if you want to. Uh, you go ahead and describe it. So imagine there's just as you said earlier, expansion, I guess, but basically a fantasy draft with all teams, but your team can only protect five players, including prospects. So, or else they're you know other teams can draft them basically. So which players would you say are the most important to lock up for the future and just you know best players overall? I guess I don't know what the title would be. Just um, I think you kind of nailed it, honestly. Fantasy draft five player lock, but does it make sense how I described it? I think it does. Yeah, it makes sense. It's just like I guess another way you could describe it, like if if you just had five guys you just wanted to hold on for the future and guarantee that you had them, who would they be? No, I guess I guess that'd be another yeah, way of describing. For sure. So yeah, the same point. So you started with the draw with the uh, lineup thing. So I, I guess I'll start with this. Uh, my first player. I guess we can just do back and forth. We, I choose one. You do one. But my first player I'm protecting is Byron Buxton. I think he's too valuable to the team, even with the health concerns. Uh, I'm protecting Buxton. Okay, so I'm gonna assume that we each have the um, obvious three of Barrios, Buxton, Kepler. Would you say that's true? Uh, yeah, as much as I don't want to admit it, yeah. Okay, so yeah, just so we can, you know, get, so you do have those three, and All right. just, yeah. Um, so we're going to move on, assuming those three. Yeah, just because that's kind of obvious, I guess. And yeah. then it gets interesting after that, because then you got to decide between guys like Kirilov, um, Lewis, Polanco, uh, Sano, Garver, Balazovic, maybe. Um, heck, I don't who, Rogers is a good one. But yeah, so pick two of them basically, and I went with Polanco and Sano. I think you keep the. I don't take any prospects. I don't take Garver, and I don't take uh, Rogers, relief pitcher and a pretty old, not old but close to thirty catcher. And I stick with the five sure guys who you know are going. Then they're all around twenty six years old. They're going to be good for the next six to seven years and. I think they're sure things more so than Lewis and Kirloff. That's who I'm going with. All right. All right. So we've reached another point where we actually disagreed. Yeah. <laughs> so you went with Polanco and Sano, which makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense. I actually went with Lewis and Balazovic. Because, oh, boy, really? Yeah, I'm – in this scenario, I'm hyper-focused on the future. And Well, me too. <laughs> Well, I'm like hyper, hyper focused on. Jeez, I'm more focused. Right. You can't even imagine how focused on the future I am right now. <laughs> I couldn't enough. even like consider it. So I'm, I'm choosing Lewis. I think, ba- basically, my line of thinking was, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of upside. We've been over this, so it's just like, even though Polanco is an all star, even though Polanco is a great player, I still think Lewis has more upside than that. I legitimately think Royce Lewis has like, you know, number retirement Hall of Fame jersey upside. And I'm not even being like, you know, like dramatic about it. No, I, get, then, I would agree with that. Yeah. And then Belzovic was more so like, I'd rather have uh, another pitcher instead of one pitcher and four position players. So I was like, you know, it's kind of just next man up. Who's our next valuable starter? Well, I don't think it's Odorizzi. I don't think it's Pineda. Who's the next youngest guy with the highest upside? It's Belzovic to me. So I chose him. I get it. I just. Polanco is assuring you, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get an all, like close to at least an all-star caliber shortstop for the next five years, you know, unless he even, he could be more if he's extended again or whatever, but 
yeah, he's sure, like a sure thing. Lewis has a question marks around him. He could be the guy that becomes the Jersey retirement Hall of Fame player, or he could be a guy that just, you know, he's Ari Adrianza type. You never know. Unlikely. Both of those are unlikely. He'll probably meet somewhere in the middle. But talking shit on Ari Adrianza in this podcast? Okay, I'm. He is one end of the spectrum. Hall of Fame is the other. I think this is fair. <laughs> you tell me Ari Adrian's is not going to make the Hall of Fame. Okay, he might get his number retired, but Hall of Fame is a bit of a stretch. All right. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll accept that. All right, fine. So, yeah, I, I'm taking Polanco. He's got more. You know what you're getting with him, like, it, and it's nothing. He maybe still has more in the tank. And then Sano over Belzovic, Belzovic, J, Jordy B., um, yeah, I like, I'm starting out with the big five to start my team with Brios, Kepler, Polanco, Snowbucks, and because I think right now, if you start with that five and then start drafting with this, like it would be, I don't know how this would work, but that's how I'm thinking about it. You'd have the best chance to go win a world series next year then, which is what I'm trying to do. And if you go take Royce Lewis and Balzavik, that's just my thinking. I'm just, I'm just saying, I like, I like my risk. I take my upside. All right, and then, uh, whatever. So you're letting Polanco and Sano go, then. Well, I guess I'm not going to protect them, though. All right. Also, I'm neither there are a lot of people that replied to my tweet said Garver, which I I like Mitch Garver a lot, but I would not do. He's pretty low, actually, for me, because he is, how old is he? 29 years old. Yeah, I'm not protecting mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Garver's a tough one, because, again, like, I'm in your position where I love the guy, but at the same time, you have to be realistic about Any, yeah, age, one good year. age and performance. I don't think he's Mike Piazza 2.0. I think that's a bit aggressive. So, uh, he, I mean, he could be. He'll, I'd say he probably will be close to all-star caliber catcher for the next three years. But, I mean, that's three years. So, I don't know. That's as high as I'd go on him. I think, yeah, if you expand this like to seven or something, I think Garver would have made it. Uh, but sure. you got to cut it down to five. Yeah, I mean, you got to face the fact. And then when you kind of like compare it directly, it's like, okay, you want Garver in? Are you going to take him over Sano? I know some people will say yes, but those people <laughs> are wrong. Um, <laughs> and then if you're not going to take him over Palak you're not taking him over Kepler. So it's kind of like, well, you might want him, but you can't replace him kind of deal. Yeah, and then just one more that a lot of people recommended, Gar- or Rogers. I just would not take a relief pitcher over any of these guys. I guess he'd probably be around ninth or 10th on my list. Yeah. Like the only reliever I'd consider is like Josh Hader. That's probably right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like for fifth. On a, and also cause the Brewers roster is not as enticing as this twins one, but yeah, you're right. All right. Yelich Hader. Uh, Oh, come on. He has one player. Uh, Get out of here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who else am I a hater of name four more really good Brewers players? No, I said Yelich, comma, hater. I wasn't saying... Oh, what? Oh, that's really funny, actually. And now I'm confused. Did I just call you a Yelich hater, or what's happening here? I think you did. I'm, I'm not sure, just because I said I wouldn't take Josh Hader. Wait, nah, you know what? Time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Hader's better than Christian Yelich. All right, Matt, time to go back to the home. <laughs> Uh. All right, uh, segment, we have our fan questions. Uh, unfortunately, they've really fallen off, I've got to admit. It's a shame. I like this week's, not going to lie. 
Well, at least they were more on topic, which is more than the I can say about The topic of something. baseball, which is yes. really old. Yes. Uh, so, anyways, first question we got. Hypothetical, if you could choose one twin to walk every single at-bat this season, who would you choose? <laughs> 1,000 OBP but no extra base hits. That was a really weird question. Uh, but I guess if I had to choose, it'd be Buxton just because he's the fastest, and I think that brings him more value. Wait, hang on. I took this question wrong. I thought it was if you had to pick one twin who you think is capable of walking in every at-bat. Oh, okay. Okay, I I, I see this mistake now. Man, okay, you could take that either way. I thought it was like you apply it to a player and their magic, the magic, whatever, makes them so they just walk every single time automatically. Like the picture just bucks in for sure. Then yeah, yeah, okay. Like it's like you have an basically an automatic double at that point. Right. Okay. Then let's let's do it my way to make it more difficult. Then you know. Okay. Who's more realistic? All right. So basically, who's the highest OBP guy? Probably Sano, to be honest. I'd go Nelson Cruz. I'm taking it as who is pitchers are more likely to who is more likely to literally walk in every at bat this season. Each, everyone is very low, but I think Nelson Cruz is more likely because people are more likely to pitch around him than anyone else in the lineup for every single at-bat. You know who'd be a good one? Still Buxton, because he might not, he might get like four at-bats. <laughs> yeah, ninth, yeah. <laughs> I just, and also, never, rarely being on the field. Oh, I hate ouch. to say it, but I, wow. it's mean, but uh, that could be the answer to this question. Wow, that's both, bo- both ways looking at this question could be Byron Buxton. I'm just trying to win the answer here. Messed up, man. (laughs) Hey. You know, I mean, it's just the truth, and many would agree with me. That's going to get you in trouble somehow, I'm telling you. What? How? I just said he gets hurt a lot. I would say, uh, you talk ish on baseball Twitters online, it it comes back to you often. That's what I'm saying. Um, I I think I'm going to be just fine. More people dislike Baron Buxton than like him at this point, so... I don't know about that take. I don't know about that one. Um, more, the more vocal crowd of Twitter, which is... I, are we I really calling... Those aren't people. Those okay. are <laughs> Okay, the one... You, you're right, but anyway, that's, I think I'm going with that. That's my answer, Byron Buxton. It's a cruel you say, answer. You say vocal, but they're not vocal to me because I've muted them all, so <laughs> I, I just ignore them. I'll make sure you hear it. I'll just copy and paste. Okay, please... Please send me all of their tweets. Just blow <laughs> up my inbox. Please. Oh, of course. I already do with just stupid stuff anyway. Anyways, moving on to the next question. This was a, a very interesting question in one way. Would you rather see the Twins win the AL Central this year or whenever they play and get swept in the ALDS again or win 85 games, get into the wildcard game, win that game, and end the playoff losing streak, but then go on to get swept in the ALDS? Uh, I guess I'd take the wildcard win because that's a playoff win no matter what people say and yeah that's that's it both situations kind of suck not gonna lie oh yeah i'd rather go i'd go regular season because i'd rather have 10 to 15 more fun wins in the regular season than just one random wild card game win that leads to literally nothing at all like i'd rather have a more fun regular season really so you go the other way actually yeah i mean i it's one wild card game win it's we're not going to get any respect for that anyway. It's just... But that's a that goes down in the ledger. That's a that's a playoff win right there, buddy. Would you rather? It doesn't matter. We'd be trash talked by either the Indians or White Sox all off season if we lost the division. 
Look, yeah, we're going to get shit talked no matter what in this situation. I'd like to at least have a playoff win. Yeah, but I like the 100 win title more than the 85 win title. Dude, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can agree oh, yeah, with that. Oh, yeah, I forgot you hate regular season victories. You got your <laughs> oh, own. They don't, nothing matters until the playoffs mode. Yeah, I'm very anti winning. <laughs> yes. I, I hate whenever the Twins win a regular season game, I'm just like, damn it! You want to win the minimal number of games to make the playoffs and go from there. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm mistaken. See, I'm more just like, I'm, I'm very pro, like, the playoffs just kind of, like, wipe everything clean. Because it's just like, okay, you won 101 games. You right. take that away. You know, what? now what? Now you're left with your own merit. And now you got to win. And we often see that wildcard teams, you know, just sweep through stuff. I mean, the freaking Cardinals did that twice okay. to win a World Series. When was the top, last time a wildcard team won a World Series? Come on. Can I, you even I know think the, of a I know the Cardinals did it in 2011. I could not tell the you. The joke I, is the, the Nationals just did. Oh, the Nationals just did also. <laughs> just did, yeah. I forgot that happened also. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I guess you're – I'd just rather see – because the regular season's long. I'd like to see 15 more wins. I don't care about if one wild card win. It doesn't do much for me. Could, but my my other thing is, could you name like every single win the Twins had last year? I mean, honestly, probably. <laughs> if I like every like baseball reference I go by, they won April. I don't know. Oh, 5th, I see. Like okay. five to four. Could you could you name me three important events that happened from this game? Could you do that? Sometimes. But no, you're right. Probably not. Um, so, so you lose well, 15 along the way. What's the difference? I don't know. It's just you still get the same result in the end. You lose. You get swept in the divisional round, but you lost 15 less in the regular season. I don't. For one extra win, that's just in an important game. That's a playoff right. win. We haven't won a playoff game since '04, buddy. I don't been... care. I mean, if you're just, it's one wild card win. It does. It doesn't do much for me. Go win a division series. It's better than zero wins. I guess, but you're still look, getting the exact same result with 15 okay. less wins. Okay, look, what if what if that wildcard win was against the White Sox? Should have beat them more in the regular season. Why are you playing the White okay. Sox in the wildcard game? That's embarrassing. See I'm, see, I'm trying to look at this from, like, I'm thinking about the Vikings this last season because they only won one playoff game, but it was against the Saints, and I hate the Saints with, like, every fiber of my being. So it was an awesome win, even though they got teabagged on the, by the Niners the next week. You it's know like what a, I think of that playoff win? Doesn't matter. Rebuild everything. This team is going nowhere. Don't well, care. They I mean, did just trade Diggs, so I guess you're not wrong. Yeah, good. About time they start rebuilding. This, this, isn't, this isn't the Vikings podcast, so let's get back. <laughs> Man, that's, uh, this is weird. We've disagreed, like, three times. I This is groundbreaking. It's, it's kind of fun. I like it. It is. It's actually fun conversation. Imagine that. What a concept. Weird. Weird but yeah, stuff. I like winning more in the regular season than just one random wildcard win that will mean that doesn't do anything for me because you're still getting swept by the Yankees in the divisional round. Well, that much we can agree with. That's, that's going to happen regardless. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, that's funny. But I believe that brings us to the end. Oh, uh, we got um, one more, don't we? Favorite uh, swing. Oh, that's right. Favorite swing, yes. Was your most favorite important one? Well, you know, we actually kind of already talked about this player, but I, I think I gotta say Cano. It's just so God dang it. It's so beautiful. You were gonna say Cano, also. I know. It's I just have so Cano cool. left and then Batista right. But just so yeah. Ooh, okay. So went lefty right. Batista, that's a great answer. Yeah. Uh, post from right, I gotta. I think I gotta go Miggy. 
Miguel Cabrera. Ooh, that's, a, that's a good one, too. Definitely. A, it's just nice so... Game. If you like watching a guy just because of its swing, then you know it's good. Which is like all three mm-hmm. of these guys, so... Now, an interesting question is, would be, who's a bad player who has a really nice swing? Mm, bad is a really nice swing. It's a good, I don't good know. question. If you would if you would have said the opposite, I would like pretty good player with a bad swing. I would have said like CJ Crone because like I hate that guy's swing. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, it's a it's a bit weird. I don't um, know, but I, I've never been a fan. I mean, I, I'll say this: Eddie Rosario's swing has just got awful aesthetically. Right, it's just the worst. Man, I there was someone I was watching that had a really nice swing, but just wasn't good. I'll have to say, um, I'll say this so you can have some more time to think. Okay. Mark Trumbo, like he was incredibly inconsistent. And when he was good, he was good. But for a while, he was just terrible, but had a really cool swing. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, I guess. I'm I'm not going to figure this out. I won't think of it. I'll give it to you next next week, I think. All right, yeah. I won't. sit on that. You, you got a week. <laughs> it's going to bug me until then. So yeah, I'll have it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, see, what's going to happen is you're going to wake up in, like, the middle of the night be like, oh, it was insert play. <laughs> yes. And then you're going to forget about it in the morning and be like, oh, damn it, not this again. Yeah. If I figure it out, I'll write it down immediately, though. I'll tell you that. Right. I look forward to it. But <laughs> anyways, that brings us to the end now. Uh, we have promotions I wrote about uh, on Twins Daily this last week. We've been doing the 1991 versus the uh, 2019 Twins Simulated World Series, thanks to out of the, I believe it's out of the park. I believe that's what it's called, the baseball yep. sim. Yes, that's it. Yep. And I wrote about Game Four, in which the 2019 Twins lost in heartbreaking fashion, but Kyle Gibson pitched well, which makes no sense. But anyways, I wrote about that. Uh, <laughs> the entire series has been actually really fun to follow and write about. It's really yeah. interesting kind of idea. So go read all of those. They're all wonderful and great. Yeah, I did my uh, the July month for the baseball sim. I'm doing that's all we can do is just baseball sims nowadays. But <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the, the 2020, 2020. Yeah, it'll be the show 2020 season sim. I did July. Interesting things happened this month. Um, Rogers, Garver, and Cruz made the All Star game. Sano won the home run derby, and this is all simulation. And on the 28th, the Twins traded for John Gray, and I had to give up Brent Rooker, Devin Smeltzer, and um, Cody Stashak, who won this trade. What? <laughs> What the hell? That's, yeah, it's simulation. That's, it was great. That's I was all? following along. Like, they're not going to make a move. And then they swing this deal. It was great. Wow, that's all you got to do. Why aren't we calling them up right now? Because <laughs> you like Cody Stashek. You wouldn't do that. Okay, I, I like Cody Stashek. But, <laughs> but. At, at some point. Right. No, I get yeah, it. I'm going to get John Gray back, my, my, my lord. <laughs> wow. Well, that's fun. Uh, I don't have anything else. This was no, fun. I think we're good. I sure actually, I actually can't believe good this. conversation. Yeah, this went a lot longer than I thought it was going to go. Yeah, it's been an almost. It's been an hour. What are we doing here? Gosh. Yeah. What? How? Nothing happened, and we still could talk for an hour. What's up with that? <laughs> oh well, we, it was fun. That's weird, but uh, we're back next week. Hope you guys enjoyed, and I'm out. Bye.